Live from Kent, this is The Late Late Show with Toby Payne Cook and Ed Finch. And you are listening live. Good evening, rather late. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org or join in the conversation by downloading the Podbean app and following Teachers Talk Radio. Hashtag TT Radio. Okay, everybody, sorry, I'm just communicating with Tom via Slack as I've had a few problems on the... Oh, where is it? Where is my screen? I'm having problems here now. Oh, where was it? It was there. I had it. I've lost it now. Oh, is it there? Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm just just having a bit of a moment. I hope I haven't cut you off. Where is it? Oh, maybe I'm in Safari. Yes, there we are. Ed's coming in now. Yes. Sorry. Hello, Ed. Hello, Ed. Hello, Maxim. Hello, Lucy. I've had challenges this evening because it's all changed at Teacher Talk, Teachers Talk Radio headquarters, which I sort of knew about, but I didn't really preempt it before the show. So were you not up to date on the Slack? Have you not been reading your feed? (coughs) I I read I had an email from Podbean the other day telling me that I had to log in differently. And and then I went on to Slack just 15 minutes before the show, 10 minutes before the show, somewhat slackly went on to Slack a bit late. And mm. um, Tom said, have you got the email? He sent me a personal message. And so um, anyway, I've been through it all now and I am logged in and uh, sorry no. for being late, everybody. But that's maybe not a bad thing that we have a slightly reduced length show because... I don't yep. know how much I'm going to be able to say about lust and greed without getting fired. Oh, I think we've got plenty to say about lust and greed. We can have an adult conversation. We don't need to go into smut, do we? No, no, sure, we not can, at all. We can refer to the Bible and the great prophets, and uh, we can talk about you know classical mythology and all sorts. We don't need to I talk about to say, the ins and outs of the business, do we? I'm very pleased that you are ceasing to be the head teacher of a C of E. Um, that's primary school, and um, because if, yeah. if you were ahead for much longer, I'm concerned that you might actually become an ordained minister of the. Oh, no, I'm considering Church. that. There's definitely money to be made there, isn't there? I'm thinking an online be... reverendship might be very handy in my new trade. <laughs> an online reverendship. Yes, I yeah. think they do okay. I, I have a brother-in-law who is a rector. Um, mm. And oh, I met yes. him, didn't I? Did I meet you? Let's not yeah. let, let Yes, you have. And um, yeah, I think I think um, you know, in terms of salary, I don't think it's wonderful, but in terms of perks, I think it's pretty good. Ooh, perks. I don't know about that. Tell me about the perks. Don't tell me too much about well, perks. It doesn't involve <laughs> lust. It doesn't involve lust. <laughs> I think it does. I could tell you some stories about vicars of my acquaintance which would raise an eyebrow, I can tell you. I won't do that because this is a respectable family show. Um, but yes, I, I, well, I won't go into it, but let me tell you, I, I think lust does come into it. Um, so are we going for lust or are we trying to go for lust and greed or, or where are I we think, going? I think, I think we should probably do lust and then if we <laughs> run out of time, if we, if we, if we, if we, if we, if we you know, we can move so on we to greed. So are we close, finishing on time, are we? Is that, is the idea that we finish at the normal time? So we've only got... 47 minutes less if you take off the news about 40 Absolutely. minutes with a song at the end remember about 35 minutes to cover the whole of the field of lust indeed indeed and so it is it's, it's you're right in 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 teachers talk radio terms i don't think that's too ambitious but in in radio <laughs> terms in radio terms to cover lust in 50 minutes or less than in 40 minutes is is mm-hmm. in you're right you are right. I, I'm starting to feel like I sound like a bit like David Mitchell talking to um, Bob uh, Mortimer on Would I Lie to You? I love that that yeah. dynamic that they have. 
maybe maybe we're just gonna maybe maybe we might finish our teachers talk radio show and then someone mm. from from um talk radio or or, or bbc radio four or whatever might contact us and say yeah you boys are good aren't you you can have a proper radio job <laughs> do you think i mean i think it's gonna happen then i'm, I'm gonna I'm do yeah i'm gonna be setting up my new classroom in 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 late mm. july in my new school and mm. i'm gonna get a message we're gonna pay you a hundred thousand pounds a year to do this yeah. wonderful radio show well, and i'm gonna pay oh. i'd probably do it you know i think i would well i i would <laughs> i'd do it for a hundred grand i'd probably do it for 40 for 40 grand yeah, I don't but think you're a... going to be offered 40, 40 quid, maybe. I've seen our expenses. <laughs> oh, hang on, anyway. hang on. I haven't checked that. We've got, we got an expenses email, didn't we? Yeah, we've we got made? 50 quid, mate. 50 quid. We've got 50 we quid for doing this show. We can give ourselves a headache with that. Yeah. Most downloaded show once. We were the fourth most downloaded show. Yeah. And um, Friday night, Lucy says we should do it on a Friday night. TV Friday night show. Friday night, yes, like um, don't forget your toothbrush. That was a classic, wasn't it? We could do yeah, something a bit like that. Toothbrush, and then there was TFI Friday, wasn't it? TFI um, Friday, great yeah, show. And, and then there was, um, uh, but I think who was it? Was it she used to listen to our radio show a couple of times? Miss Saeed, is that right? Miss Saeed on on yeah. the Twits. She she saw one of our little video clips at Heartland, I think. When we went for mm. that ridiculous swim, it was your ridiculous idea, and you got your grazed your knee, I think, against barnacle. Well, I bled a rock. lot. I would have been attracting great white sharks for miles around, but fortunately, I got out before they got there. Um, <laughs> it was a great swim. That was one of the great swims, and we shall have another one before too long, I hope. Um, yes. You know, she um, was. But... She was very. She thought we were TV worthy, didn't we? But um, yeah. In what manner? I'll be a bit. Well, Julia Bradbury used to do those ones where she went for a walk somewhere pretty, didn't she? You can imagine I us like with maybe Bradbury. with Julia because she's loved. Oh, oh like that's her. a good link um, to love. She's lust, a middle-aged isn't it? man. Crush, isn't my she? reaction to you mentioning Julia Bradbury and me going, oh, suits you, sir. That was a bit. Tell lustful. you what, I can, I can raise you, Julia Bradbury. Fine, but let me let me hear your reaction when I say Kate Humble. Ooh, oh no, reaction. It's more of an intellectual option. Kate Humble. She's she's a posh girl, isn't she? I like Kate Humble. I like Kate oh, Humble wow. very much. Um, but I'm not sure I'm quite so lustful about her as I am, Julia Bradbury. Oh, we got into the lust. I don't know. I know I'm, I'm very lustful. Kind of I don't remember. If, 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 Kate if, Humble's think... first gig on TV was a show, well, I think her first show was a show called Rough Science, where she took like a, a party oh, of, uh, of, do you remember that? She, they, they'd like to take some actual scientists and they'd like give them supposedly real world problems and they'd have to like quickly make a cloud chamber or something to solve a solve <laughs> an issue. I, I, yeah, I mean, it's very many years. I've at least twenty years ago now, but she was very lovely, very lovely. I would say that was nineteen. Oh, I'm going to say nineteen ninety-seven, maybe. We've wow. all aged since then, but Kate, I think, has aged better than most, better than me. Anyway, I think we should move right. on. But no, that got us into the field of, of lust. When did lust first come into your life, then, Mister Payne Cook? Oh, I think lust first came into my life. This is a good question. That's a great yeah. question. Lust first came into my life without fully understanding it. But I think it probably was Daisy Duke. Dukes of Hazard. Oh. I was probably about eight years old. Maybe mm. even before that. I'm going back before that, actually. I Looby got excited Loo. by... Yeah. I was excited yeah. by it, and I don't, I don't, I'm, I have to say, I don't get as quite as excited by this now as I did then. When I was yeah. less than six years old, I was transfixed right. and beguiled by Kate Bush singing Rutherwing Heights on top of the pops. Yes, yes, a lot of people find that, you know, that was a stand up moment. I think right across the country, people were staring at their screens. I don't think that was lust. I don't think, I don't think that was lust. You was know, just, just, your your head exploded. Who knew that such things were possible? At that time, it was an innovative sound, wasn't it? It was, but I was. I was. All sounds were innovative to me at age six, probably. At age six. See, my um, age six. I think I'm right in saying age six. My big sister Sarah, who's been in the news of late. Um, my big sister Sarah, ooh. um, had never, never mind the bollocks. Here come the Sex Pistols, and I. And she played that on on the dance set. And I thought that was marvellous. Yeah. Marvellous. I was, 
I'd say lust came into my life at that point, but it's my first, no. earliest sort of like, well, this is jolly exciting music memory. I, before that, I'd known lots of Wings and Beatles and stuff, but I hadn't really had anything quite as exciting as God Save the Queen. So that was, that had been about... The fascist regime. 77, wasn't it? And I was so about six-ish. Happy days. Yeah. Yeah, so I think, but but there was, there was around that time, there was Kate Bush and then there was probably Olivia Newton-John from the video she, with her I... with her spray-on leather cacks from, from the video from whether it's Summer Loving or you're the one that I want or something like that. Um, but then do you remember then... when she did Let's Get Physical? My Let's Lord, get physical. that was a very Oof. troubling experience for a young man, wasn't it? <laughs> And then, and then it was probably, oh, I, I got pretty excited. And um, this now we're going to nineteen eighty three now, which is we're talking top of the pops, and we're talking about that. Um, I think I got quite excited by, um, Nina, 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 Nina. Oh, until she ra- lifted her arms. I was Marvelous. probably ten or eleven then, and then mm. um. Uh, but How's she nowadays? Do we know? Is she still training? Is she still happy? I think she is actually. I think she's still performing. I think she's. Do you think she gets bored of having to sing that one song fifteen times? <laughs> People go to see her and they're like, "I have to be honest with you. I've only come for the one song. Will you do it soon so I can get back for the babysitter? <laughs> Don't leave it to the encore. Just put it up first so we can all get an early night." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and then play it ten times. Um, no, I think. Um, but yeah, you know, I think Daisy Duke. Uh, um, on Dukes of Hazard was probably. I, I is that was that lust as well? I don't know. It certainly confirmed that I found women of a certain nature intriguing, and that I didn't find. You know, it probably confirmed that I was a heterosexual. I think at mm. quite an early age. Um, yeah, so I was talking to a uh, homosexual friend just yesterday and about formative sexual experiences. Um, and yes, he said that, uh, well, he was just saying, saying as a very young child, he'd, he'd um, seen, uh, I think I think he was talking about classmates when they were getting ready for swimming and he'd been frankly appalled, <laughs> frankly appalled and <laughs> he's realised that he wasn't interested in that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know. Either well, I mean, you know, he he's like, yeah, I knew from a very early age because I saw this and I thought, oh, I don't want that. But I don't mm-hmm. remember seeing anything of the sort. And I grew up with sisters, so there was boring nudity all the time, I think, from the age of nothing. So I don't think, I think it, it sort of hits differently, doesn't it? I think if you'd... Talking of that, talking of the, 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 the family... And incest. Mm. I'm not. I'm not going to talk about incest, but but no, just... not in any great detail. I hope because you do have that job <laughs> but, to go to. But <laughs> no, but but someone you know, I, I spend. I do. I teach um, adolescents as part of of, of mm. key stage three biology. Yes, I'm so and, sorry. And and, and a mm. little bit as part of upper key stage two. You know, it's it's mentioned and it's discussed and and it, and I sort of we have even more the... adolescents next year if I'm not incorrect. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and, and, and I, I sort of infuse it a bit with um with you know with the PSHE program, the RSE program. You know, age relevant, la 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 la, and and mm-hmm. we do that. And um, but um, I I like sort of over teaching adolescence and talking about how you know you know puberty is just a, a small part of adolescence and puberty kind of lasts a shorter amount of time than adolescence adolescence is is the transition from totally dependent child to fully independent adult and that that can start as early as seven or eight um and and you know in some cases and and carry on until we're in our mid twenties. Um, but it, it probably doesn't last that long a window for everybody. But you know it can it can begin early and and finish early and and begin late and and, and finish late etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, during adolescence, you know the, the peak sort of adolescence and and puberty, I suppose as well. Um, the, the puberty part of it, the physical part of it. Uh, you know when children are. You know, year seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, you know, sort of between eleven and sixteen, really. I suppose um, they are um, complicated, right? And 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 they they mm-hmm. go through a lot of changes, and they're very confused, yeah. and and they and they are um, become sort of aliens to their parents. You know, and mm-hmm. and I always sort of used to talk about this as being um, a 
you know, it's it part of becoming an independent adult that, you know, when when you know, when we're young children, we are delightful and compliant and we adore our parents and we adore our responsible adults generally, unless mm. we're a bit messed up or, or, or you know, complicated. Um, and, and we're quite adoring and we're very easy to love when we're young children, you know, when we're, you know, a seven year old, you know, uh, you know, is, 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 is or, or a four year old or, or, you know, an immature nine year old is, is a very a lovable little creature and very easy to adore and, 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 and love. Mm. Whereas a 13 year old is, is harder to love because they are, you know, they're questioning everything. They're, they're pushing mm -hmm. boundaries. And and I always sort of used to talk and th talk about this as it being a purely, you know, so that your parents do a bit less for you. So you're you're developing your independence because one day your parents aren't going to be there to you know cook your food, tuck you up in bed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's it's a sort of I, I was thinking of it as a sort of you know breaking the shackles of of nurture, if you like. But a colleague of mine said, well, no, it's 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 yes. It, is that but the main reason we're so unpleasant to our parents um and mm -hmm. our brothers and sisters in in adolescence is to make us make sure that you know evolutionary wise we don't basically interbreed um and i haven't ever considered that that, that, that there's, there's a reason we are because you know we often when we're 13 we often get on really well with our friends parents we often get on you know yeah. we, 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 we're not we're not it's not an older person thing we often find um comfort and, and 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 sort of refuge in in a friend's family friend's house um away from our parents and away from our siblings perhaps if we've got close siblings in age and 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 i i hadn't considered that that, that you know it's actually you know an evolutionary sort of biological thing to basically stop us breeding with our our, our near kin it's a, I mean, we, that is interesting, isn't it? But I don't know if it's entirely well observed. I don't know that we have. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Also, I mean, it's very So, if the people out in Radioland are listening to you, they'll be getting bits of um, robot voice and stuff. But it might just be my connection. Anyway, yeah. No, I think I'm, am I all right now? You're just thinking a little bit. I mean, not a lot, but a bit. I don't know. Let's see if Lucy can hear it. Lucy, tell is me. Going... Is... From your end. Uh, she hasn't mentioned. We don't know. She's given up. She's gone. And she says, only slightly, says Paul. Only slightly. You're, we're fi both fine. Lucy is such a kind person. We are both fine. I don't think we are both fine. I think we're both very, very damaged. And, you know, it's... <laughs> We've been trying to talk our way through it for however long we've been doing this show. We got nowhere. No, it's kind of packing in. We got nowhere. As therapy, this has been useless. We're just getting <laughs> to the good stuff now, though, aren't we? You know, I thought we were going to talk about that sort of polymorphously perverse bit you get when you're just coming into sexuality and everything is sexy, you know, and like yeah. you know, sort of lust untrammeled from gender or availability <laughs> or appropriacy in any way. You just go, oh, here we go again. I mean... <laughs> This whole thing of lust being a sin, you go, well, that's just nonsense, isn't it? Come on, Bible. That's nonsense. Because, uh, you know, we have to, you know, we have to carry on making more humans. Otherwise, there'd just be no more humans. And that would be terrible. You know, I think, do all creatures experience lust? Or is there some way in which we could say lust is different from the sort of grim desire to prolong the species? Do, do <laughs> all... Oh, I don't really want to do this, but I better had all there'll be no babies. I don't think it works. Does lust, but but do all do all um, intimate, loving relationships begin with lust? No, <laughs> no, they don't, do they? No, I, don't, I, I mean, don't all mine know. have, but I mean, <laughs> is that true? Yeah, it is. Um, I don't it's know. Yeah, well, but maybe you know, maybe that's evolution's way of getting us to get together. So, oh, they wouldn't get together really because actually, it's really inconvenient, and you end up having to have a shared bank account, and that's just nasty. So, we'll just make them really want to take each other's trousers off for a bit, and then once they've sort of got through that, they're going to find that they're <laughs> stuck in this dreadful compromise. You know, <laughs> I don't think I, I, I don't know. know. I don't. I just don't know. I just don't know if I understand really what what. I'm being. I'm just thinking out loud now. So I, I haven't ever given. What do you normally do? I, well, what yeah. do I normally do? I haven't normally thought. 
I haven't thought much about lust. I, I mean, I've probably done a lot of lust, but I haven't thought you about around it. lusting like nobody's business and never spent the time to no, consider but, your actions, my friend. But now, you know, I, I, I think um, finding people attractive, thinking mm -hmm. you are beautiful, thinking you are beautiful. Yes. Um, I do that quite a lot, but yes. it doesn't that doesn't translate into I want to. No, not at all, because you hear their voice and it's an immediate turn-off, or is that just me? Sorry? Uh, as I said, then you hear their voice and you're like, oh, no. Oh, Viking yeah, you might bit. hear their voice, or you might see their mannerisms um, in more detail. Or you might, yes, might, might realise they opinion. vote Tory. Um, yes, <laughs> or, instant. Or, or they, they voted Leave, or, or they got, or they like Gary Barlow. Um, and um, All yeah. of these instant turn-offs, yeah, I mean... So, the, uh, I'm trying to think, you know, I'm trying to think of people I've had, you said, was it intimate loving relationships? Yes. How yeah. long do these intimate loving relationships have to be to qualify? I mean, are we talking weeks I think, here? I don't know. I, I mean, love is, love is really hard to define, I think. Love's, love's mm. harder to define than lust, I suppose, isn't it? Oh, because... surely it is, yes. Um, I mean, the the Greeks, as we know, had seven different words for love, didn't they? They had agape. Oh, we did this one. Uh, but how many words did they have for lust? I don't know. If there are any Greek scholars out there, perhaps they could tell us. But, um, <laughs> I yeah. mean, yes. So, lust, I don't know. Lust, you know, here we How's... go. We're at Friday night. We're at the nightclub in the on the on the Cowley Road in Oxford. Um, Transformer was the night on a Friday. It was kind of an indie rock night mostly, and you had to pile up there on a Friday night. There's really nowhere else to be. Lots of people wearing black and makeup, and you know, girls were there too, and. You know, you would hope, you wouldn't always succeed, but you would hope to cop off. I'm talking about the mid-1990s here. Um, you know, so so you were looking around when you were scoping, thinking, will I get lucky tonight? I mean, more often than not, you didn't, but you were you, you didn't enter the place without thinking you might. Mm. And so you were, sorry, you were looking for lust. You certainly weren't looking for love. You weren't thinking, I'm going to go to Transformer on the Friday night because I'm going to find a life partner. This is a person that I will walk through life... It will be like a coach from the cold for me. No, you weren't thinking that. You were thinking, will I cop off tonight? And as I say, the answer is generally no. But you were, so you were look, out looking for lust. Maybe that's, uh, you know... I so always... you were looking... Yeah, go on, carry on, carry on. You were looking for a sort of a Venn diagram in which, you know, a three-way one. You're looking for availability, obviously. We're looking for that. At the moment she mentions a boyfriend, that's I'm checking out of this conversation. We're looking to be attractive. We're not being over-fussy on this one, are we? But then there's this sort of certain unnameable something which has to be there too. And you do... Is it lust or is it just... I don't know. Is it a pheromonal thing, do you think? I, I Look, I, I'm really not very... I have to say, I'm, I don't... I'm pretty... Were you not at Transformation on the Cowley Road? Did you miss that bit? No, I wasn't at Transformation on the Cowley Road. So I'm, I've always been utterly useless at the, the, the sort of 10 to 2, you know, in a nightclub, 10 minutes before closing, the quick cop-off thing. I've, I've been thoroughly disinterested in it and, and also utterly useless in, in, in making... I, I just talk too much. I, I, I find... Yes. Before, before yes. My, before my, and also... I'm not actually interested in, I, although I, oh gosh, this is a bit hard to. I'm not saying I don't mind saying it, but I think from quite an early age, I mm. I found girls interesting and attractive, and 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 was excited by the idea of them um, mm. from way before a lot of my my other future male, um, you know, my male heterosexual friends, and um. Uh, or, or to become heterosexual friends, and and they, I, I don't know. I found, I found, um, but but I was very slow. I didn't I didn't kiss a girl. I didn't snog a girl um, mm -hmm. until I was seventeen. Um, but my word, you know, I, I, there were girls that I had wanted to snog from about yeah, the age I don't even of twelve think that's, or thirteen. Probably not that late, Toby. Though is it? Probably a lot of people were talking smack, and really, I I don't yeah. think that. I think probably and not then, that unlikely. No, I know, that but, 
True, 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 yeah. true. But but I'd, I'd been thinking about and wanting to. But but then by the time I got to university mm. when I was nineteen, when I you know I'd had a few this that's and the others. Um, but it was very different to my son, who 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 has you know you know the the, the kind of notch on bedpost and i'm not talking about necessarily the full notch on bedpost i'm just talking about the the copping off bit um you know he's he's huge he, from what he did the tales of ollie's life in nottingham and and in p and p in tunbridge wells um you know it's quite astonishing um and he, he is you know a, a very attractive young man it is true i mean I, i've not met him in person but photographically I know, and i'm disappointed that you've not met ollie actually or all my kids have you i, I know well, i know your, your offspring very well indeed you do indeed yeah i mean um I mean, I'm not, I'm not in any way casting any aspersions, but the photographic evidence I've seen you in your mid-teen years, I mean, he's I He's better looking than me. He's very good looking. Where does that come from? Where, which, where's that coming in the family? Well, I, I don't you love it? I just love it. I don't know. I, don't I really love it when two relatively unattractive parents have <laughs> Get together kids, and produced by some kids. bolt of lightning. Yeah. Have beautiful kids. And then, but I love it even more when two beautiful parents have an ugly kid. That is, that is, that's brilliant. Yeah, that is brilliant. You, you're I agree. beautiful. You're, you're really stunning. How did handsome. you make that? Heaven, that? Yeah. <laughs> what recessive gene has come out there? <laughs> we don't say it. We don't say it loud, do we? But we think it. Yeah. Well, anyway, I don't know. I think, I think, I think times are really keep changing on us, you know. I think like there's, you know, we know that young people nowadays are smoking much less. They might be vaping more, I suppose. But vaping I really more, think... smoking less, yes. But I think, you know, you know, the underage pregnancy rate has fallen so hard in the last 10, 15 and 20 years. It's fallen right at the bottom. Either kids are making much better choices in terms of uh, protection or they're not... Um, not or they're just better informed you know i i you know i know you know the the morning after pill and stuff is 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 you know it's it's just there's no taboo with that sort of stuff anymore now so so you know a lot not in all not in all families not in all cultures of course but but you know a a a girl who who um you know is 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 16 or whatever and and you know accidentally ends up in a situation and and yeah. she can say very openly to a sister or to a mother or or, or you know even to a father in some cases, and just yeah. say oh yeah yeah okay yeah you need to go and get that go and sort it now you know, yeah. and so I think um, uh, that's a good thing, isn't it? That's a good I think thing. it's a terrific thing, you know. And I think as a as a very much a Sunday school child, I you know had huge shame and guilt around the whole subject of sex and and lust and sexy feelings and things it was you know it was very troubling to me as a young young human you wouldn't know to think of me just meet me now would you with my with my <laughs> liberal views and my illiberal attitudes you know you would have uh, you would have thought but no i was a very very guilty nervous child around the whole subject and i think they must still be those young people but in general surely it's a bit a bit easier to negotiate oh i hope so i yeah. hope so because it was horrible I think yeah. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting, right? I think we should we should probably do the news. Let's break for the news. Let's, Let's do break it. For the news, and then we'll try and bring lust into the sphere of education. Oh, I don't um, know how we're going to do that, but you know, good old good luck. <laughs> nice try. We'll, we'll 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 try and see what happens. We'll see where it goes. Good. Is all that right. all right, Ed? Here we go. Here is the news and stuff, people. We'll be back in a, a, a several minutes. Bye. It's time for a fresh start to language learning. Pearson Edexcel's new student-centred French, German and Spanish 2024 GCSEs cater to the needs of all learners, regardless of their background, ability or reason for studying. Rooted in learned language knowledge, their assessments are transparent and accessible, allowing all students to showcase their language skills. Through inclusive and relatable content, the new Pearson Edexcel MFL GCSEs build a shared cultural capital that helps students develop an understanding of and appreciation for the wider world. Find out more at go.pearson.com forward slash MFL GCSE 24. 
This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News. The BBC reported on the high cost of school uniforms. Whilst this is nothing new, the current cost of living crisis has brought the issue back into focus. The charity, the Children's Society, claims in the report that parents are spending an average of £422 a year on secondary and £287 on primary uniforms. This is despite rules that were meant to lower the cost. The government commented that it was working to ensure uniform costs are reasonable. The BBC reports that some parents have said that they are having to choose between uniforms and holidays because prices have increased. The Children's Society said it had polled 2,000 parents across the UK and found that parents could be paying an average of £75 for coats and bags, an average of £63 for sports clothing and around £62 for school shoes. Under changes to the Education Act last year, schools in England are meant to be helping cut costs for parents. However, the Children's Society found pupils were still expected to have three to five branded items as part of uniform. Whilst many schools now offer pre-loved uniform to struggling families, parents and charities continue to say that more must be done. FE Week reports on the new NHS workforce plan, calling it a fantastic opportunity for the FE sector. In an opinion piece by Robert Halfen, the plan is claimed to put apprenticeships and skills training at the heart of the NHS workforce strategy. The FE sector already offers training for apprenticeships in a range of core healthcare roles, such as dental nurse, healthcare support worker and pharmacy technician. But the new plan seeks to broaden the range and routes into working for the NHS. The government has announced £40 million of funding over the next two years to help eligible providers expand degree apprenticeships. £48 million of funding is also backing the higher technical qualification in healthcare roles. The BBC features concerns about the number of nurseries closing in England, after more than 400 closed in the last year. The sector is blaming chronic underfunding and rising costs. The National Day Nurseries Association said the data raised serious questions about whether there would be enough places to deliver the government's promised expansion of free childcare. In the year to the end of March, the number of nurseries fell from 27,291 to 26,884, with the overall number of places dropping by 3,512. When childminders were included, the overall number of childcare places fell by 24,521. In March's budget, the Chancellor announced the extension of the current scheme offering some families in England 33 hours of childcare per week for three to four-year-olds to cover younger children. The change would be phased in from April next year. Nurseries say the amount of government payment does not cover costs leading to closures for some businesses. A Department of Education spokesperson said that the picture was broadly positive as the decrease in places was only 2% on last year, although it was recognised that there are some local challenges. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio News with Joe Fox. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to talk VPN. For those of you thinking, why is Steve talking about an underwear fashion faux pas? A VPN is a virtual private network, and knowing a little bit about them might make you realise you actually need one. What is it? Well, in a nutshell, a VPN changes how internet data is transmitted from a device. It allows the user to be more hidden. I know what you're thinking. I'm no cyber criminal. Why do I want to conceal my data? Well, let's look at three things a VPN can do for you. I'm going to use a phone as an example, but all of these can be applied to any device you can put on the internet. Do you use public networks? A public network may be the Wi-Fi on the bus or train, a local coffee shop or fast food restaurant, any connection that isn't your home. Transmitting data on these networks can potentially allow your data to be intercepted by third parties. 
Having a VPN allows you to encrypt your data from your device rather than depending on the network you're connecting to. So, when surfing the web while enjoying a burger and fries, you can be confident if you're being intercepted, the data will be useless to the interceptor. The next is shopping online. When connecting to an online shop, some stores use your location and unique device ID to target you. If you're returning to look at a product, the likelihood is you're going to buy it. Knowing this, some stores use clever algorithms to increase the price to maximize their profit. With a VPN, you can mask this data so the price you see is the initial price. The third is some streaming services are blocked by internet providers or unavailable from outside of certain countries. If you're using a VPN, you can choose where to set your location to allow you to see the content you wish to stream. I've not looked at individual providers. Some are free, some are paid for. If you're unsure, find a friend who's using one, ask them about it, and use the same one as them to begin with. Then you get free tech support. Make sure you know the terms of service. You don't want the VPN you're using keeping your data, as that would defeat the object in the first place. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, Ed. Back in the room. Back in the room. Back in or the you room. Busy looking at, Back in the busy room. busy dreaming of steak night. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm jealous of steak night. We've been looking at photographs. But anyway, I anyway. did enjoy Lucy saying that she remembered <laughs> watching TV with a sex scene with her mum at a young age, which is the most mortifying thing that can ever happen, isn't it? When you're watching the telly and something cheeky comes up, mum looked at it and said, it should be much more fun than that. I think my mum would not have said that. But no. it, an awful lot of sex on the telly doesn't look like they're having as much fun as you'd want. And no. all those pictures of people looking terribly cross about it. You know, that's a sexy picture, isn't it? Oh, she looks very cross. I don't look <laughs> cross in those circumstances. I look pathetically grateful. I mean, I don't... I, I don't know. I don't know where did... Where did very cross become the photographic sort of uh, <laughs> what code word for sexually desirable or you know I don't know I don't know anybody looks that way they look like hopefully happy and Lucy, Lucy's comment has prompted prompted me to tell you a story about a video yeah. man um, not about a video man so I you you know where I grew up Ed because you've been there several times my mother oh, yeah. my mother's house in in Devon. And um, we used to have loads of deliveries. So we used to have a green grocer who came on Mondays and a, and, and milkman who came every day from, from a local dairy farm who bottled his own milk. And we had a, we used to ring up the village shop and they used to deliver. And then there was a butcher who came on Tuesdays and he put the order in for the weekend and came and delivered that on a sun Saturday as well. And then there was George the baker for a bit. Anyway, but we did for a brief period of time, probably in the... My dad was still alive, so it was probably mid-80s. My dad was still alive and not ill, so it was probably about 83, 84, 84, 85, 86. So I'm going to be 12, 13, 14, maybe turning 15. And we had a video man who came around that time, sometime, I don't know exactly when. A video man came in. It's one of those, you know, those little vans, those those sort of mini Suzuki vans, which were, were sort of almost three wheelers but not quite with yeah. tiny narrow little wheels we came around with a load of video cassettes vhs video cassettes in the in the back and we used to get one out and we used to watch a film um weekly as a family and i think i remember there being it was the sort of era of the brat pack um you know the, the was it what was it called the was it called the brat pack then oh am i getting that confused um uh sort of st elmo's fire and all that that sort of era what were they called hello ollie Ollie's back from football. Um, uh, anyway, so there was lots of St. Elmo's fire. I remember um, my sister being very excited about Michael Caine in Blame It on Rio. And um, was, was said Demi Moore. And, and, mm. and Demi Moore was Michael Caine's daughter. And then he had oh. an affair or a fling on a beach in Rio, presumably. Um with his daughter's friend it was all yeah i think uh, yeah um but um and of course um yeah. there was flash dance and i very excited by jennifer beals that dance scene in flash dance magnificent almost as good as robert webb's version of it um and <laughs> but but there was one we i think my mother decided one week we'd get out a 
a film version of Lady Chatterley's Lover, which oh, I didn't find very exciting or interesting, and it wasn't particularly raunchy, you know. It, um, and but then the following week, my I think we selected a film because my dad said, "Oh, this book was a good book, Fanny Hill," um, yes. which is. A, a fairly classic work of literature, I think, but the film version of it, made in I don't know when, early eighties, mid eighties, was positively mm -hmm. filthy, and it was turned off it by is my filth, dad. Tiny Hill, it is, it is, it's Regency filth. Yes, it's yeah, it's Regency it's filth. The Bridgerton of its age. Mm. Yeah, there was a lot. Of, there was just a lot of, a lot of flesh and a lot of, a lot of yeah stuff going on, which was was then that was removed from the cassette video cassette player it was it was a bit too much um mm. but yeah so yes watching I do, yeah, I do remember watching sort of sex scenes with my parents in in the in the uh yeah quality period filth lucy's response yeah absolutely um, <laughs> anyway there we go so yeah um mm. yeah there we go anyway school luster we can't really talk about it can we um but at school, I mean, we can, I guess. You, but I we can, I think so. So it's, 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 um, I, I do think, oh, I don't know. I don't um, experience lust at school. I, it's, I have very intensely. Have you ever, when you were younger, before you, did you work in schools before you were 24 7 as a pupil? I felt, felt lust in the butcher's shop. I mean, now, were you a single adult? So, were you ever a single adult working in a school with other single adults of a similar age? No, no. no. When I got I'm into the world of teaching either. in schools, I was already with Diane. Um, yeah, I, I trained as a teacher and worked before that as an unqualified teacher while I was already in that relationship. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, well, I can't imagine it because it's just. It's the most all-consuming job, isn't it? You know, they say, you know, human beings think about sex at least three times a minute or something. You know, the sort of spurious numbers that get thrown around. I'm like, I don't. I get to work at about 7.15 and I go through the day making seven billion decisions while people ask me questions about inane things and I have to talk to children very seriously about naughty things they've done, which are just ludicrous. And a finally finish work about seven in the evening if i'm lucky and in between those times there's no no way i'm thinking anything any lustful thoughts not a chance i want to realize i got to, i went to the loo one day and i i found that i was so bored that my penis had turned inside out and it, it <laughs> Which I could pee out of it. I said, "This is what this job has done to me. This is why we have to go out." I can't. I mean, I'm not just not lustful. It's like that's the opposite. I'm anti lust. It's destroying your I mean, no. Okay. It's like, that's worse. That went genuinely worse than going for a cold water swim in the middle of winter. You know, it's like this is it. This is destroyed. I am unmanned by this hellish job. It's not right. This is. You know, when I, I was a I, delivery driver, the amount of lust in my working day unfulfilled, alas. But nonetheless, yeah. there was plenty of it. I, I think I, it's. I mean... <laughs> but but um, Paul Paul's just put in in the chat about oh Lucy's put there's a school lust story I'd love to tell but can't. All I can say oh, is well, I can't. We'll have to get her together off, off air. Out of it. Paul <laughs> Paul um. When he was in year 10, when he was in year 10, Miss Woods, the French teacher. Right. So now this is interesting timing, this. So when I was at school, I was at private schools, independent schools. And my first in. Oh, hang on. Well, so. Yeah, I can't think of any. Fee there were quite a few female teachers in my first independent prep school, which was at between the age of eight and 12. There were some female teachers there, but it was hard to classify them as female, frankly. So, um, so no, there was definitely no lust between the age of eight and t 12 over teachers. Then I went to another um, independent prep school on the edge of Dartmoor when I boarded for the first time between the age of 12 and 14. And we all loved. So the art teacher, she probably must have been, I suppose she was probably in her 
earliest late 30s, probably in her, into her 40s. And so we were all 12, 13, and we quite liked her. Miss Allerton. I'm going to say her name. Miss Allerton was, she was quite special. Um, but then I, I saw a photograph because I was clearing out, I'm clearing, I'm finishing school in, in two days' time, three days' time, if I include prize giving on Saturday. And I stored, when I lived in the attic at school last year, um, yeah. I stored quite a lot of my random junk in in the science prep room in the science store at school and so I've, I've finally taken my last remaining bits and which includes something I don't really want but I'm reluctant to throw away of my whole school photograph from when I was in the what would be called year 10 now I was in the fourth form so it's 1988 I think something like that um and um yeah and I looked at this whole school photograph which has got about 280 boys in it between the age of 13 and 18 and I looked at the staff and they were all men all men all the teachers yeah. at my senior school were men except for one and that was Angie Higgs Mrs Higgs who taught biology her husband was Jacko Higgs I don't know what his real name was but he was known as Jacko who taught physics and you wouldn't mess with Jacko and you wouldn't want to mess with Angie Higgs either. So I had no teachers to lust after in my in my senior school at all. Um, and um, and that's frankly disappointing that I have none of that story. But there we go. Well, yeah, it's good. I looked back at some old school photographs from when I was in sort of oh, what, GCSE year. And I was like, number one, I was spectacularly unattractive, more so than I'd remembered. And two... There were these beautiful women in the class. I don't remember them. I say women, they were children, obviously. But I thought, at the time, I don't remember noticing them at all. I sat with my mate Clive and chatted, and we chatted to the teacher, Mr Sayers. And uh, I look at this picture saying, there's this girl. I mean, obviously, within the confines of this being the 1980s, everything was a little bit odd at the time. Hair yeah, picture. the hair was weird, wasn't it? Hair was it crazy. Was. Big hair, big hair. I should have noticed that these people were beautiful. I mean, boys as well. They're beautiful boys, beautiful girls. And I think yeah. oh, what that is, is the bloom of youth, isn't it? The bloom of youth is young people are more beautiful. Uh, but if you're also a young person, maybe it washes over you a bit. Yeah, well, I, young people are beautiful. Like, you know, I've been, they are beautiful. And and there's a song, actually, that, that Blur have been playing on their some of their warm-up shows um, and their and their early festival shows, which is a B-side from their uh, their second album era, Modern Life is Rubbish, called Young and Lovely, which they actually played when I saw them in Hyde Park in 2012, I think, end of the Olympics. Um, and it's called Young and Lovely. And Damon and Albon introduced it. It's on it's on the Park Live um, live recording album um, that I've listened to on Spotify from the 2012 concert at the end of the olympics in high park and um he, he introduces it and says this is a song that i didn't really understand at the time but i got the idea of it from looking through uh, looking in in um selfridge's window or something and he was talking about mannequins and and it's called young and lovely and and then but then they had at that time in 2012 they all had children who were becoming teenagers and they dedicated it to their children um and it's about it's about that sort of young beautiful lovely children people going out for the first time on a friday night and and you know just young and lovely and i think i think you know there's there's absolutely no lust to clarify involved in this but you know when i see my 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 children's friends you know my children are 20 18 and 16 you know when that when i see their their friends and they, they're just they are just lovely they're just gorgeous you know and and um but you know they're not. They're they're very very young in comparison to to me, and they are yeah. But that's 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 biology. You know we're supposed to be beautiful in our in our late teens and our early twenties because that's when we're supposed to be breeding. But increasingly in the affluent middle classes, um, we don't. We're not breeding then because we're growing our careers or or even in in all classes actually. You know we we we're, we're trying to earn money in order to be able to afford a home where we can raise yeah. a family. I read and the so oddest article, the oddest article the other day. It, it was about how climate change is forcing people to move from rural areas in developing countries into urban areas right. and how this is no bad thing. And you're like, why? What? 
it's like yeah so like oh well our land has used to be fertile and we used to be able to feed a whole family on it and now it's flooding every rainy season and it's parched so much it's dry in between we can't farm there we've moved to the city and everybody goes boohoo this is terrible they go and since we moved to the city my children have been able to go to school and there's pharmacies which means we're not dying of malaria we've realized that our kids aren't all going to die so instead of having 13 we're only going to have the four and this is marvelous you know it's kind of not marvellous, is it? It'd be nice if you could have healthy services out in the country. It's the oddest mm. thing. It was one, I published in an American magazine and you just go, yeah, we are so built into this sort of this capitalist model that we can't see that what we're actually doing is, is mad here. Yeah, it's mad. It's mad. Yeah, anyway. anyway, yeah, so there you go. Yeah, you know, young people are, you know, maybe we... I don't know, I'm not saying this seriously, but maybe we are meant to breed when we're 16 and 17 and have got bags of energy. You know, you can dance all night when you're 17 and then go to work the next day and it doesn't seem yeah. to be problematic. You know, Absolutely. Maybe you can rock a baby all night and still go to work the next day because when I had my son, oh, how old was I? But I was in my sort of mid-30s when I had them. I have to say that blooming killed me, that rocking him all night, sitting on the exercise ball, bouncing gently because if I stopped, he'd cry. And then going to work in the morning. Oh my! Yeah, Lord. no, it's crazy, isn't it? I only and, did and, it and, once, you know. No, yeah. absolutely. And so, so, and of course, fertility. Well, particularly female fertility starts dipping a lot in in your thirties and into forties and stuff. Mm. So, so if you're delaying, you know, that's uh, 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 anyway. Anyway, it's 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 a complicated thing. Get but, but, way um, early. Yeah, a friend. I won't say the name because pe some people would recognise it. But a friend um, at university by mistake got pregnant when she was still at university, and um, I think everybody presumed that she would get rid of this baby, but she didn't. She ca she carried it. And she had it, baby, and and she she's very 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 successful now. You know, she's very successful. She sort of had the baby, got it out of the way, managed to somehow jig it around, maybe with the help of grandparents and things. You're like. Actually, that's not a bad time. Get it out of the way and then have this cracking career rather than interrupt your career. Don't you think there, there is an argument there? I don't think it's a very sound oh, There one. is. I absolutely, my, my, I totally think there is. I think, I mean, you know, you, you can't legislate for this stuff and nor should one try to. But a friend of mine, a good school friend of mine, he had a younger sister who was went fell off the rails in her in her mm. teens and, 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 you know, ran, ran away from home, left home at 15. I was actually mm. the person who dropped her at the bus stop. She said she was going to go meet mates in Swindon and, and she didn't come back. And she ended up in a squat in Bristol. She ended up, yeah. um, there was some pretty heavy drugs involved. There was a, a father of a child that she had when she was just 16 and the same father of the second child she had when she was late 17. And, and then, you know, and he was messed up and, 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 and an addict. And, and, and then she went back to parents with these two young girls who were lovely and and um, and I lusted after her and we 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 had a little mini fling as she had with many many people and she's very lovely she was very very lovely but she was messy in her teens and 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 then she um you know she got it together and she had all the energy and 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 you know her parents helped her raise the, the young children yeah. and then um, and then she did you know nursing qualifications in her in her early 20s you know part-time and and stuff and and um I, I haven't seen her for a long long time i would like to see her but I'm, i've gathered mm -hmm. that she hasn't married again i think she's had a long-term partner hasn't had any more kids i don't think um mm -hmm. and has yeah so she you know she did all that yeah i mean the, the circumstances in which it happened were probably suboptimal um but actually there's a lot to be said you know just the thought of having you know teenage kids um when you're in your you know very late 20s or early 30s um and and then you know to be a completely independent adult without any parenting responsibilities by your by your mid 30s your late 30s um how wonderful is that yeah yeah, well, get it out of the way. Get it out of the way. It's not going to be the final feature of your life in that case, is it? You know, which I no. think, you know, if you delay it, oh, mate, it's 22.03 and I think we've bored on long enough. Shall we have a song? Yeah, let's uh, have a song. Hope for something more edifying next week. <laughs> I don't know if that's a classic uh, Payne Cook Finch 
thing. I'm just reading, by the way, if I sound slightly distracted, I'm reading an article about problematic movies of the num- of the 1980s. Blame <laughs> it on Rio. And <laughs> my word, this article I'm reading does make it sound like an absolute shocker. Uh, it was. It was. It was a shocker. It really, was but really... you know, even worse than you suggested. There's a yeah, it's worth. There's an article by the literateape.com. Problematic movies of the eighties. Blame it on Rio. If you want to revisit how shocking that film clearly is, there you go. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry about that, friends. I mean, it, is, it will put you off your dinner. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what have you got for us? I can can think of only one song that you could play for Lust. What are you thinking? Um, It's three words in the title. The third word begins with the same letter as Lust. Lust for life. Lust for life. Yeah, I'm not doing that. (laughs) Partly because I don't think it's really a ukulele song. Shall I tune up briefly? I astonished the school today with my squeeze box playing. I can tell you the number of parents who weren't aware that their head teacher plays the squeeze box. That sound all right? Yeah. It's terrible, but it'll be good enough. You and I in a little toy shop. Bag of balloons with the money we've got. Set them free at the break of dawn. Till one by one they were gone Back at base, bugs in the software Flash the message, something's out there Floating in the summer sky Ninety-nine red balloons go by I don't think that was the right key, do you? Oh, I think it's alright It's working for me 99 red balloons Floating in the summer, summer sky. sky Panic bells, it's red alert There's something here from somewhere else The war machine springs to life Opens up one eager eye Focusing it on the sky As 99 red balloons go by This is a sort of peace song, isn't it? An anti-war song 99 ministers meet to worry, worry, super scurry. Call the troops now in a hurry. This is what we've waited for. This is it, boys. This is war. The president is on the line. 99 red balloons go by. 99 Creek minister. Steichholz and but I can't say that it's in German. What's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I always until I saw the lyrics written down, I thought it'd go bang. 99 99 blues go bang, it's going In everyone a red balloon. It's all over, I'm standing pretty in the dust that was a city. If I could find a souvenir. Just to prove the world was here, and here it is, a red balloon. I think of you and let it go. Go. If you could see my armpits now, you would be. Because Nina has nothing on me. You would be aflame. You would be. But there you go. I keep my arms by my sides, and I wear a long sleeve shirt, so there it is. Oh, happy days. Happy days. Yeah. Ed, I love you. Thank you very much for listening. That was a really lovely and fascinating discussion. Um, <laughs> for it for was. us, it was. For the audience, it was a horror show. I'm no, sorry. That's not going to be the most downloaded so. show of the so. month, I is think it? It was all right. Um, and I don't, and neither of us have been arrested. So that's good. We got through it. Um, we'll talk a bit about greed next week. I'll be on holiday. No, I'm... do you want to do the show if you're on your holiday? Do you really? Well, ne- next week is fine because I, I'm, yeah, yeah. And in fact, the, the following Wednesday works as well. 
the last okay. two because, and then but then then it, then I'm not really available. So um, so long as you're week, happy, my friend. So I'm long as you're happy. It. Oh, have I got anything? No, no, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. So we will look forward to speaking again soon. Thank you, Paul and Lucy, for keeping us company. Maxim says probably my favourite episode. <laughs> so uh, you know maybe this is the one that's gonna maybe this is the one that will get us that offer from Talk We're gonna radio. get that deal. We're gonna get that deal. It's gonna come through. Will we accept a hundred thousand to do our show? Oh, I Eat. don't know. It's I'm quite looking forward to my new career path, but if they insist. Uh, <laughs> good night, everybody. Right. Have a lovely night. See you next week. Thanks very much. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Bye. 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 You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.